So, Adam, we'd always known that we had an impact while the young men were coming to see us, whether it was counselling or mentoring. And we'd had some anecdotal evidence mm. of people coming back years later and saying, oh, you know, you, you really helped me. But we wanted to know what happened to our young guys after they'd left us. Because we don't want to help people but have young guys, you know, set up being dependent on external support for all of their life. That's not what we're about. Mm. We're about giving them a hand up and letting them go and then they can develop. And was there a degree of uncertainty at least about where they were going five, even 10 years down the track once they'd used some of your services, once they'd, become, they'd established relationships with your organisation? Yeah, there was. We'd never gone back in a systematic way to collect the evidence to see what was happening. And that's why we got in touch with, um, you know, mm. Dr. James Neal from the University of Canberra and said, could you collect some evidence for us? We'll hear from you in a moment, Dr. Neal, about how you did this and how the encouraging results came to pass. But Martin, how pleasantly surprised were you by some of these results? I was actually blown away. To be honest, we thought that we knew we'd have an impact while they were seeing us, but we thought realistically that impact would probably deteriorate over time um, and the best we could hope for would, was that it would plateau. Okay. Mm. What surprised us is that the improvement continued after they'd seen us and the study showed that that was on average two and a half years. Mm. Um, so uh, the study went for... Uh, clients that had finished seeing us six months earlier all the way up to, I think, 10 mm. years later. <laughs> Which speaks to that longer-term benefit young men get from being involved with you. Uh, Dr. Neil, how did you gauge the immediate and then longer-term effects of Men's Link programs? Uh, look, because we were called in to look back at what had happened, this is a retrospective study. Mm. So we basically went through the entire list of past Men's Link clients and had Men's Link pre-contact those people to see whether they'd be willing to do an interview with us. Um, and we actually used uh, students at the university, undergraduate third-year students. We trained them in how to conduct telephone interviews. Uh, and they did a project in a relatively short amount of time that would otherwise have taken us uh, years to do or a whole lot of funding to do. Mm. And they managed to interview 43 past counselling and mentoring uh, Men's Link participants. Uh, and we heard their stories. We took, spoke to carers. We spoke to young men themselves. And we also uh, asked them to rate themselves on where they were at in their life satisfaction and their relationship satisfaction at the time that they engaged with Men's Link, how, where they were at at the end of engaging with Men's Link and where they're at now, mm. uh, as Martin said, between about six months and 10 years down the track. Yeah, the measures that you described and they gave responses to for their societal improvement, their, their sense of self this all came through very positively. Can you summarise for me the most encouraging and most interesting results that you came up with? Well, starting just with the statistical part, on average, they started at three out of 10 in their life satisfaction. They finished with Men's Link at about six out of 10. And then down the track, they see themselves at about seven out of 10 mm -hmm. in, in their satisfaction. But... Uh, the stories themselves were much more diverse and in-depth and interesting. Uh, we found that uh, 
uh, the range of problems that MensLink was dealing with uh, was largely manifested as low self-esteem and low self-confidence, but it really came from experiences in many cases of bullying at school, uh, learning difficulties, feeling socially isolated and disconnected from peers. In most cases, coming from families where there wasn't a lot of support, most of these young guys uh, come from single-parent families and it's often mum that has referred them to Men's Link looking for a positive male role model or connection Mm. in their lives. Uh, They often feel like they can't go and see somebody at the school because of the social stigma that comes with being seen to be help-seeking. That's just another excuse to pick on someone and, and bully them. And they're actually at pretty low places in their life. In Mm. one case, there was a guy who said, I was literally going to kill myself the day that I went to school and MensLink came in to talk to us about how silence is deadly and and pulled me aside and and had a chat to me. The intervention at the last possible moment, thankfully. Given those set of circumstances, the wide variety of disadvantage, let's say, that that you describe in these cases, how surprised were you as a researcher, not only at the immediate gains, but the ongoing improvements in a follow-up period over years? Uh, Look, it is unusual. And as a a program evaluator, I usually go in sceptically, and indeed I did with this. um, And I usually try not to promise an organisation that are going to get the results like what they got. Your report card might be more, what, a C or a D, let alone as opposed to an A minus or even an A. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, and I warned Martin about that up front and um, MensLink never sought to influence the results, although they were supportive. They said, look, we want it completely independent. We want warts and all. Uh, and of course, there, there are areas for potential improvement and... Um, but by and large, um, mo- especially the mums that we spoke to, they really wanted to see expansion of services and availability um, for for things like Men's Link because it had made such a significant difference in, in most of the young guys' lives. You are hearing this morning from Dr. James Neal from the University of Canberra, lead researcher in a project to assess independently the power of Men's Link, an organisation here in Canberra that supports young fellows from diverse backgrounds in all sorts of challenging circumstances. Also with us is the CEO of Men's Link, Martin Fisk. Martin, you mentioned your surprise, your happy surprise about the longer positive benefit of your programs. How much does that then inform what you will do now and into the future with the young guys, the mums, the other people that are involved with Men's Link? I think it's something that uh, we will certainly be making a point, uh, not only to our donors and sponsors, but particularly to government. There's a very small investment in a young man that's only 1200 bucks. That's all it costs us on average to take a young man from that three out of 10 life satisfaction. Mate, well, that's very low. And in one case, someone who was considering ending it all. Yes. Um, and taking that young man through a period of support, but then letting him go. And I think this is the difference in the in the men's link support model. Mm. We don't rely on a on a medical model. Come in, we'll diagnose you with an issue, medicate you with something, and frankly, maybe set you up for a lifetime of dependence. Our goal 
is to set you up, teach you some skills. So if you're really anxious, we'll teach you skills that you can use in your own life. If you're struggling with um, anger management, you're getting violent, uh, whether it's in the schoolyard or whether it's at home, we've got a four-step anger management program that we take you through and we give you skills that you can then take on in your life. Long after you've left Men's Link, I'm hoping there are young fellas there who go, ah, I remember what my mentor or my counsellor told me all those years ago. I'll take a different, safer, better pathway. Do you also hold on to this report and think, yeah, we're doing it right. Our instincts, our our common research that we did leading into this is correct and we are doing a, a positive thing for all sorts of people. So on the one hand, Adam, it is very uh, gratifying, but then I look at our demand going up 30% per year mm. um, and particularly with the, with the 10 to 12-year-olds mm. um, that we've only just wow. started looking after. And I look at so many requests coming in from mums, from young fellas themselves, from schools, from other agencies, unfortunately quite a few from the police um, and there's just so much more right. to do. You know, Eventually, I, I want to put Men's Link out of business. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, at, at the moment we, uh, we really are getting flooded with demand. Uh, to, to you, Dr. Neil, do these results perhaps translate to other agencies that run on a similar model for Men's Link to demonstrate the power of early intervention, the power of mentoring, of supporting, of, of being there for younger and older people, uh, when they're trying to overcome those challenges? Yeah, look, I, I was surprised that when we went looking for similar models, how, few early intervention models there are for men and for young men in particular. Uh, I just assumed when Martin first contacted me that this was the ACT branch of a national organisation that would be Men's Link everywhere. Uh, but it's quite unique, I gather, to, uh, mm. to the ACT. Uh, but it does show that, that there were many mums and young guys who said that we came here because uh, it was free, it was uh, it had almost no waiting list. When we go to other services, we get put on a six or eight week waiting list. Well, if you're getting bullied at school mm. or you're you know at that really low point in your life, that's, that's an eternity. Mm. So there was a really low barrier to entry. And in addition, they felt like they were talking to a mate, not to some, you know, highly trained medical kind of professional. Mm. And all of those things seem to just lower the barrier. And we know that help seeking for males is a real challenge and help seeking for young males is a real, real challenge. So anything we can do to lower the barriers of entry uh, means that they're just that bit more likely to, to reach out and seek help. And I think that that part certainly deserves consideration and replication, uh, yeah, around around Australia. We'll see if that happens off the back of this encouraging statistical research into the positive effect of Men's Link. Martin Fisk, uh, Dr. James Neal, thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you. Thank you.